I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Meg here as always, and this week I have a really special episode for all of you to listen to, and there's a surprise waiting for you at the end as well. So this week I have my longtime friend, Katie Arnold joining us on the show to talk about yoga and how the practice really helped her reconnect with herself after many different periods of time of experiencing burnout, anxiety, and also a breakup. Yoga has really allowed Katie to reconnect with her body, come back home to herself. She actually uses those exact words in the episode. And I was pretty impressed and kind of excited because as you all know, as you probably all know, I have a signature 12 week coaching program called Back Home to You. So I always get really excited whenever people are talking about coming back home to themselves. And that's exactly what yoga provided Katie with this kind of path back home to herself. And it also allowed her to heal from heartbreak. So Katie has tons of amazing things to share with us. She has a online yoga studio, and I'm really excited for you to listen through to the end of this episode for a nice little surprise and a gift from Katie. Um, As I mentioned that Katie and I have been longtime friends. For those of you who don't know, I was a blogger back in the day. I mean, I still have a blog, but I was a legit blogger, blogging seven days a week, every single day, very committed to this blog thousands of followers. Um, This was back when people actually read blogs every single day, you know, like those lifestyle kind of blogs that were that are kind of like not about anything. (laughs) Anyways, I loved that. And that's exactly how Katie and I connected. But I'm really excited to introduce one of my closest friends with you this week, Katie Arnold. Enjoy the show and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on with me this week. Honestly, I've been wanting to have you on since I first started this podcast. And now we're like 160 some episodes in and you're just coming on. So welcome. (laughs) Thank you. I know we've talked about this, I think countless times before, but I'm excited that we're finally sitting down and making it happen. Yeah. We have talked about this a lot and you and I have actually been talking a bunch before even hitting record. We've been talking about what like health issues we've been dealing with and 
past lives and business <laughs> plans and things like that. But what I really want to talk about today is yoga and kind of like what you're doing in the yoga space and how you help people in that area. But before we actually dive into all of that, why don't you just give everyone a hello and let them all know who you are? Yeah, well, hello. I am uh, Katie Arnold. I'm a RYT 200 yoga and meditation teacher. And I don't know if you want a little bit of background, but I uh, got started in the music industry, which obviously has nothing to do with yoga at all. Um, but I found yoga because I was so stressed out trying to make it in music that I was constantly sick. I was having all sorts of digestive issues, trouble sleeping at night, just felt terrible. And a friend was like, why don't you try yoga? So I downloaded some like 20 minute yoga classes that I would do in my dining room because that's where I had space and would fall asleep in Shavasana every single time. And I would wake up on the floor of my dining room, like 20 minutes after Shavasana had probably ended and would like crawl my way to bed. Um, and I just fell in love with the practice. And so it's been like, I think 13 years now that I've been practicing yoga, like off and on. And I, every single time was in like seasons of stress and anxiety, I kept coming back to yoga. And so now it's been about three years since I got my teaching, my teaching certificate. And I am like preaching from the rooftops, the importance of yoga for women that are in this cycle of stress, burnout, and fatigue and using it as a means to like reconnect with yourself and come back to calm. <laughs> mm, I love that so much. And I knew you were kind of a on and off like yoga practicer or an on and off yogi. I don't know um, the right word, but yeah, it has been about like three years of you doing it really consistently. And I remember you were going through some stuff when you like really came back to it right? The, like yeah. at the start of like this first like three years that you've been doing it really solid and like got your certificate and everything like that. And it has really helped you. And I always love hearing people's yoga stories because I feel like so many people have them, but I don't. So I always really love hearing how yoga has helped a person. So I would love for you to like even dive deeper into that and get like a little bit more specific of maybe the how and the whys and maybe like what you noticed had changed when you started to integrate yoga more and more and be more consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was actually more like five years ago. Um, I had been in a relationship. I was living in a new city and the relationship came to an end. And my anxiety was some of the worst that I'd ever been in my life. And I didn't know what to do with myself, but I had seen a yoga studio, a hot yoga studio in this new city. I was living in Grand Rapids at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. 
because I just started thinking about when I lived in Los Angeles and the community that was in the yoga studio that I had tried off a whim, um, was just exactly what I needed. And so I just felt this like call this like gut instinct to try this yoga studio. And so I practiced there. I just started practicing consistently. I had bought a, I think like a 30 day membership. And my goal was to use it as much as I could in that 30 days and like get my money's worth. And I was hooked. And so then I bought a membership for an entire year, knowing that like it, for me, it would take that investment in order to make myself go. And so I just wanted to go before work. I wanted to go after work. I went all the time. Um, I also started seeing a therapist who encouraged me to try meditation as well. She goes, you love yoga, but why don't you also try meditation? And it was like, I don't want to say magic because I don't think there's a magic pill for anything, but it just created such a sense of connection that I didn't really know I could have with myself. Um, and so I was able to move on from the relationship and I was able to like, come back to like my baseline and my anxiety wasn't so crippling just by having these two things. And so after doing that for about a year, they offered a teacher training program and I went back and forth on it for maybe like a week. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going all in. And if I only teach yoga to make a little extra cash on the side, like that would be cool. Um, I didn't really think that it would become something so important to me that now I want to share with everybody, but I really learned that it's not just something that we can do in those times of stress and anxiety, but it's that like consistent practice that helps you have this like stay at baseline or when the stress and anxiety hit, you have a clearer mind to like handle life and to make decisions. And I just found that I was in such a better place mentally and physically, but especially like the mental and emotional benefits for me were just wild. Ah, oh, so great. And I love that you also specified that it's not something that you wanted to just keep going back to any time, like during times of high stress or anxiety. And it's actually a daily practice for you now. And I think that's what so many of us do is like we kind of neglect these things that make us feel really great. Like, meditation or yoga for me it would be journaling right and we we mm -hmm. neglect those things not saying I neglect journaling that is like a hard yes for me every single day <laughs> but like we neglect these things that really make us feel our best and yeah. then we get stressed out we get super burnt out and anxious and that's when we're like, oh, yeah, we, now we need to start doing these things. So I love that over the years, you've actually found this way of having a daily practice and you keep saying a baseline. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like in case people are wanting to not be like an on and off yogi anymore? Like, how do you actually start being consistent? I know for you, you said 
you have to make that in investment like off the Mm -hmm. start but I'm curious what kind of like that baseline looks like for you now yeah so for me definitely every single day meditation has to happen Um, I start my day with it and I find that starting my day with it means that I'm not suddenly like three hours into my day and I haven't meditated. And when those days come that I don't do it first thing, I notice it. I notice the like part of me that wants to be a little bit snappier or kind of gets frustrated more easily with people is when those days happen, it usually means I didn't start with meditation. So my baseline is always meditation. Journaling is a big thing for me too. So I actually do start my day. Uh, with journaling every day, I end my day with journaling. Um, and then what my yoga practice actually looks like every day is so dependent on where my body's at. So taking a moment to like tune in and go, do I want something more fiery today? Does my body feel like it can handle something more fiery? And this morning, that was actually what I did. I did a fiery 30 minute core practice But on Saturday, my body was so tired and exhausted. I did a gentle yoga practice, super gentle, and then spent 20 minutes with my legs up the wall. So it changes so much based on how I feel. Um, But I really kind of talk about with people this like mindful movement. And so some days that is yoga. Most days that is yoga for me, but that can also mean the walk that I'm getting with my dog, or if I feel up for a run or strength training, but I always try to include yoga. I, I would say like at least like five days out of the week, I do offer myself a break and a rest day, of course, but I dictate what the yoga practice actually looks like, whether it's gentle, restorative or vinyasa based on like where I'm at. Right on. I love that you mentioned mindful movement and maybe you can share a little bit more with us, like what that kind of means for you. But today I threw up a post on Instagram talking about listening to our bodies. And I think that's so important when it comes to moving our bodies and like exercise and stuff like that. Um, But so often I think our bodies are trying to speak to us in a way like we're tired. We, we need that really restful yoga practice, maybe just like lying there, feet up on the wall. Like you said, maybe that's what our body needs, but then so often our minds come into play and it's like, oh, well, we didn't do yoga yesterday and we didn't really like do anything today. So we need to do this like fiery practice, right? Our minds come in and kind of override how our bodies are actually feeling. Does that or has that ever kind of come up for you? And how do you navigate that? Oh my gosh. It hits so hard because now I have been a runner for the last several years as well. And as part of that, I like to have a plan. I'm very type A. So it's like, I like to know I am running Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I like to know I'm running three miles, then five miles, then my long run is seven. Like I like to have all of those details planned out. And so I would always create these workout plans for myself. and really like kind of the trigger point, I would say that changed all of that for me 
was last year when I found out I was living in a house with toxic mold and I would wake up in the morning and I couldn't get out of bed or I would do a 20 minute strength training workout and then be depleted an hour later of all of my energy. And I would try to teach a vinyasa yoga class and I couldn't breathe myself to even show a chaturanga to up dog to down dog. I would lose my breath. And so I really had to learn like, okay, something's going on here. I had to tune in with my body and kind of start listening. And then through that process of healing, I had to take everything out and restorative yoga was the only option. A short walk with my dog was the only movement that I could get in for a few months there because it just hurt my body and it wasn't allowing my body to heal. But through that process, that's when I started being like, oh my gosh, I can have flexibility in those plans. So like now my plans for the week for my workouts is usually like, well, try to get in three strength training exercise or strength training workouts. If that doesn't work out, that's okay. If you your body feels up to it, that's great. And then try to get in yoga five days this week. You can choose whether that's restorative or whether that's a flow or whatever you need. Um, and so it really became this like tuning in, being super mindful about where am I actually at today? Where is my body at? What can I take on and what can I not? And that's kind of where, like for me, mindful movement, it was just like, oh, that's what's happening. Hmm. I'm moving mindfully. Yeah. Isn't it so crazy how, you know, it oftentimes takes like a serious health issue or like you said, dealing with this toxic mold and literally not being able to really like get up in the mornings. It takes up until that point for us to really start listening to our bodies and not Mm -hmm. our minds, like really start listening to how our bodies actually feel. And I just hope that by having this conversation with you today, we can maybe redirect our listeners attention back to their body and kind of like get out of their minds or stop listening to those thoughts before they reach that point of actually dealing with a health issue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the people that are out there that are like, I need a plan. I need someone to tell me what to do and when to do it. Like I hear you and I see you and I've been you. Um, and I just think it's like, so important to know that like, you don't have to, you don't have to be that way. You don't have to feel that way. And like, there is a better way before you get to the point of chronic fatigue or illness. And if you end up in that place, like it doesn't mean you'll never get back to doing tougher workouts again. It just means that like, we have to give your like incredible body a chance to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've been talking about like how yoga has been really beneficial for you with anxiety and 
chronic fatigue and like all these health issues that you were going through. But what about like the heartbreak? Because I know that was something that you integrated into your practice and your business, like the way you kind of um, marketed for lack of a better word, but like that's the way you kind of communicated how you were using yoga to help support other women. So I'm curious how yoga plays into healing from heartbreak for you. Yeah. Well, so I had that heartbreak like five years ago that kind of started yoga. And then it was about two, two and a half years ago that I went through another season of heartbreak. And I just was like, I don't even know what to do with myself. And then I was kind of like, okay, what did you do before? And it was like, okay, you meditated every day. Make sure you're doing that. Okay. You moved your body in whatever way felt good. Let's get back to that you journaled. And I just, I started realizing how I had taken a step back from some of those practices prior to the relationship ending. And so I was like, okay, Katie, it is time to reconnect with yourself, like get back home to you. And so I just immediately, that's what I did is I hopped on the practices, um, because I knew that by doing yoga and meditation and journaling and self-care. And I reached out to my community, my friends, my family, like the people that I trust to talk to. Um, I reached out to all of them and just that became the consistent practice that, um, I really wanted to help people see you have that ability to reconnect with yourself after heartbreak as well. Like there's so many things that life throws at us that sometimes we get away from the practices that we know are good for us. And so through that heartbreak, I just, I was like, okay, that's what I have to do. I have to come back home to the consistent work, get back to it, do it every day. Um, and it just helped me really just come back to center. Mm-hmm. And really like just getting clear on that baseline for you again. Um, so yeah, that totally makes sense. But I do want to kind of go back to something we were talking about before. You said that you actually had to make that investment for yourself in mm-hmm. order to be consistent with things. And I know I just want to think about everyone listening to this episode. And you and I were also talking before we even hit record how sometimes it's hard to make that investment on ourselves. You know, you and I are both like booking massage appointments for ourselves this coming week. And those aren't things that we always like drop some cash on. So sometimes like investing in like a yoga studio or like this package, right? For yoga, it's not an option for all of our listeners. So for those listeners that are really resonating with this conversation and thinking like, yeah, I feel like this would be a really great practice for me to do consistently. But if they're unable to actually make that investment, where can we kind of point them to? I know you have a online YouTube channel with so many amazing free yoga classes and they're like legit classes that you put up there 
And I always go back to one whenever I have my period, like your period one is so great. And it, I feel like that's, I'm like a menstruating yoga. Like that's when, or yogi, like that's whenever I do yoga is when I have bad cramps. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Uh, yeah. So I have a YouTube channel, um, that you could just go and search Katie Arnold yoga and you should get directed right to my channel. There are all sorts of classes on there, yoga classes, meditation, they're all free. Um, and you know, I will say if you can't make an investment to join a studio, whether it be a virtual studio or an in-person one, finding other ways that you can hold yourself accountable. So like scheduling them in, or, um, I have a free mindful movement class calendar that starts to kind of like introduce to yourself that practice of like, is this the morning when I'm doing gentle yoga or am I feeling good for a fiery class today? Do I want slow flow or do I want restorative? Um, and so having some sort of accountability to yourself, if you can't make the financial investment, I think is a great way to start to incorporate that practice on a consistent basis. And I'll just use like my mom as an example. I'm sure she probably won't mind, but like she takes my virtual classes when I teach them and she used to be super consistent on doing my YouTube classes. And then she kind of fell off the wagon. And if I wasn't teaching a live class, she wasn't doing her yoga. And so finding some way to hold yourself accountable um, to the practices that you know make you feel so good when we can't make that investment, I think is really important. Yeah. I really love, you know, if yoga is something that feels really great for you and you want to be consistent with it, I literally schedule these things in my calendar, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm still listening to my body. It's not like, oh, dang, like I have a workout planned Wednesday at 10 a.m., And I feel like garbage, but I'm still going to go because it's in my calendar. But I think if we block off that time, it's still, it's there, right? And it's like, this is, if we're having a hard time, like prioritizing ourselves or setting aside that time, it's really cool to actually schedule these things into our day, just as we would if you and I were like going to meet up for coffee type thing. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think exact same. Yeah. I think kind of going off of that idea too, is it's like, if you schedule it in your calendar to do a workout and it comes time for that and you're like, Oh, I'm so tired today, like mentally and physically, I don't know how I'm supposed to like lift these weights. Like, okay, maybe you take a rest day, but then Mm -hmm. instead use that hour that you just blocked off in your calendar and like, go take a nap. Or like mm-hmm. go sit and like read a, a book. Great time. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever would be like restful for you, like still use that time. You blocked it off. It's yeah. your like self-care time essentially. So what do you need out of it? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because it's already blocked off. So like put it to use. Right. Yeah. 
So I highly recommend everyone go over to Katie's YouTube channel because I absolutely love... Actually, you made a morning sequence for me and that is also one of my favorite. I'm like a big like hip opener person. I love hip openers and like quick little sequences in the mornings and you actually like made me one and it's I up did. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So great. I take requests. So if there's someone that's some or something that somebody wants to work on, like I'm happy to create a class that, you know, helps focus on those things. And you were like, oh, morning hips would be great. And I was like, you got it, Meg. Give me like two weeks threw it in my schedule and up it went. And it's so great. I love it. I actually do that one. I'm definitely out of like a yoga routine right now, but when I am in a yoga routine, that feels really great. I love it. Um, but we'll have your YouTube channel linked up in the show notes, but, um, for those who are ready and wanting to make an investment or, really focus on their yoga practice. I know you just launched like an online studio and I don't even feel like I have all the deets on this yet. So why don't you let us all know at the same time? Yeah. So I just launched a virtual yoga and meditation studio. It's called studio connection. Um, and in the studio, we focus on kind of what I call my five components of connection. So those are the things that I have done through the heartbreak, through the seasons of illness, through the seasons of stress and anxiety. And those are mindful movement, meditation, self-care, journaling, and community. And so we take all of those five things and we build them into a consistent practice every single month. And so each month we have a brand new intention that allows us to reconnect with ourselves. And so a couple months ago, we did the intention was to breathe. So that just like gentle reminder to breathe. And I encouraged everyone to try a certain kind of breath work. And so that was our like self-care challenge for the month. And I threw up a video on how to do it and helped guide you through that practice. All of our uh, journal prompts that month were around that theme. Uh, we always have three live classes every single month. So we do a live, um, guided meditation and moving forward, actually it'll be combined with some journaling as well. So we'll do some live journaling. We do a live, either slow flow or vinyasa class. And then we do a live, either gentle or restorative class every single month. And every class is recorded and uploaded to the studio and so studio members have access to all of their exclusive content. And then I also throw in all of the YouTube classes and it's in this really beautiful searchable format. So whether you're looking for a 20 minute class or a 45 minute class, if you want to go slow flow, if you want to go gentle, like you can search through this platform in a really nice way. Um, and yeah, then we have this whole community component as well where we can chat with one another. We can encourage one another. We don't use Facebook because I think we all need that ability to break away from the social media scroll once in a while. 
So we have our own little community space to kind of come together, encourage one another, where you can hit me up with your questions or kind of chat with me about what your, your needs are. And we kind of have that, that safe space for everyone. Amazing. There is so much about this that I love. First of all, okay, everything is amazing, but I love that you don't have to be local. Like you can literally be wherever and be part of this studio. And I Mm -hmm. also feel like I'm not sure if you're in the same boat as me, Katie, but I definitely didn't have like social anxiety before. And I don't feel like I would say I have social anxiety now, but I feel like coming out of COVID and, you know, the world kind of starting to slowly open up and more and more things happening. For an example, I have like a wedding to go to in July and I'm excited, but I'm also kind of like, oh, dang, like I have to leave my house and like, you know, actually go and be with people. This is like so weird because I just never leave my house and I never see anyone except my boyfriend (laughs) who I live with, you know? And yeah, I feel like even though things are opening back up, it's so great to have this online option and to just be connected with people from all around the world. So really excited about that. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, it's really full circle. Like I started with online yoga classes because I was too afraid to go to a yoga studio. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't feel, I felt like I was going to be judged if I was a girl that's like, wait, what's a warrior two? And I don't want anyone to see me not know what I'm doing. And so I had some anxiety around it back then. And of course now I do have the confidence, but when I teach classes online, some people don't want their cameras on and that's totally fine. I love if somebody wants their camera on so I can see their like beautiful faces shining back at me, but I leave it up to my students. And so it's like classes, whatever your comfort zone is. And I think that's really like one of the beautiful things about a virtual space. And then because we can connect with people regardless of where they live. And plus you've got like a better price point than an in-person studio. <laughs> There's that So it makes too. it more accessible. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's not like you're really going to interact with these people at the studio outside of classes, unless you actually you know, like there's no forum type thing to like connect with those people. And I'm so happy that it has nothing to do with Facebook. I know I have a couple different programs and like a membership and things like that. And for all of my offers, I do not use Facebook. And that is a hundred percent one of the main compliments or like pieces of feedback that I get from my clients. They're always so happy that they don't have to log on to Facebook to access like the community part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. It's it's nice for me to have the the break from from the scroll as well. So I I totally hear you on that. Well I feel like there's just so many Facebook groups and people are just sick of Facebook. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy to hear that. And Where can people find it if they just like want to hop on? Of course, I will 
have everything linked up in the show notes. Yeah. So um, if people want more information on the studio or if they have any interest in joining, um, they can just go to my website, iamkatiearnold.com slash studio, and it'll direct you to all the details about the studio, what all is included in a membership price. Um, and then because I love you, Meg, and I love your listeners, I actually have a special code um, if your listeners want to use all caps unbreakable in the promo code up through July 15th, they'll get $12 off their membership for life. So no I'm only offering way. that to your people because I love you so much. So <laughs> friends, I did not know this was even coming. So that's Surprise. super generous. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. We really appreciate that. Oh my god. Yeah, of course. So great. I know it's hard to commit to that kind of stuff and it's hard to make that time for yourself and like I said for a lot of us it it kind of requires that investment in yourself. So um hopefully that makes it a little bit easier for people. Mm, and then if anybody so wants that um mindful movement calendar that's totally free, you can start getting used to that practice. Um they can just go to iamkdarnold.com/free. And it's right there. Perfect. I will absolutely have everything linked up in the show notes. Thank you so much, sweetheart. But I do have another question for you that I ask all of my beautiful guests. And that is, what does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Oh my gosh. I love this question so much. And I just have to tell you that all day, knowing that we were going to chat, I'm like, Meg is going to ask me this question. And what am I going to say? Um, because you get an answer. (laughs) Yes. You get such beautiful answers all the time, but really the thing that comes up for me is just the fact that to be unbreakable is regardless of like the number of times that like life tries to kick you down and knock you out and like kind of throw you off course. Being unbreakable is just that ability to come back to yourself and to reconnect with yourself. So even if you go off track, like being unbreakable is knowing that like you can come back to you. Like there's literally like no track, even though we use that kind of term Mm -hmm. so often, right? Like falling off the wagon or falling off track, that sort of thing. I definitely throw around that term sometimes too, but it's like, there's literally no track or no wagon that you're falling off of. We're just kind of, I don't know swaying from side to side and I don't know kind of finding our grounding again but yeah I love your answer beautiful just as the rest yeah right on Katie so just a reminder for everyone listening to the show you can take a screenshot or like a picture of where you're listening to this episode and tag me and Katie so we can see you and connect with you over on the gram and we're actually both like I am Katie Arnold and uh-huh. I am Magdal as everyone knows so tag us we're super easy to find thanks for so having easy. me Meg this was so thanks. fun thanks of course after how many years <laughs> we don't want to figure that out 